đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Welcome to this week's episode of Team Keho My Radio today. Happy Friday, and you know what day is? It's the July 1st! Let's celebrate July 1st! Yay! No, no time for celebration. It's it's a day after the national security, and guess what that means? It's the anniversary of the national security law that passed! Yeah! No, it's not a great day anyway. It's a day when Hong Kong is freaking dead of democracy and dead and freedom. And we're gonna get into news for today. I don't know why I said that. Probably because I, probably because it's July. We just want to get everything over with. So I mean, it doesn't mean that everything's gonna be good. We already know that. So I don't know if they did this news. Oh yeah, I forgot. It was Monday. This is this came out around Wednesday or so. So let's get started. So ex leader of TM Individual Group. Deny access to further details of the case two weeks ahead of the national security trial. The former leader of the group that organized the Hong Kong's annual TM individuals had been denied access to some details of the persecution cases against her. Two weeks ahead of the national security cases going to trial. Chao Han Tong, former vice chairperson of the Hong Kong Alliance to support of patriotic democratic movements of China, made a request on Wednesday for the particular of the persecution's cases accusing the group acting as a foreign agent, quote-unquote, in front of Principal Magistrate Peter Law at the West Kowloon Magistrate's Court. Which doesn't make sense, actually. <laughs> They've been there since 1989. There's no reason to even charge them with foreign collusion. It just doesn't make any sense. Chao and two other defendants, Tang Wok-Guan and Choi Hong-Guang, had been charged under the Beijing Imposed National Security Law for refusing to come with a national security data probe. Two additional defendants in the case, Simon Lung and Tang Douwai, pled guilty to the charge and were sentenced to three months in prison. The former vice chairperson who was, who's representing herself, thank God she's a lawyer, she's a barrister, told the court that it would be impossible for her to prepare her case without knowing on what basis the prosecution was accusing the alliance functioning as a foreign agent. What is this, a cultural revolution again? <laughs> This question has dragged on for long enough already. From day one since we received the notices, we have been asking the same questions. Now there's still not an answer, even when we're two weeks from the trial, Chow said. <laughs> the trial will begin on July 13th and has been scheduled to last five days. Like if I'm surprised. In May, law ordered the prosecution to produce some materials with parts of the information to be withheld or redacted. The ruling came after the prosecution applied for public in- for public interest immunity, claiming that making the information public would harm public interest. The prosecution, led by acting assistant director of the public prosecution special duties, Ivan Chung, said on Wednesday that the prosecution was already complying with laws order. The magistrates rejected Chow's application and said 
that there were no basis for the prosecution to disclose information covered by the P by the PII. The court also handed the prosecution the prosecution application for an extension to file documents. Turns team was supposed to hand in a submission to the court and the defense on Wednesday. Law eventually told the the prosecution to hand in documents by next Monday. After Charles questioning why the prosecution need an extension when the circumstances of the case have not changed. And for those who again don't know, the Alliance was a key player in Hong Kong's civil society before it disbanded last September. They organized annual candlelight vigils every June 4th. I did a I did a live stream, you guys can check it out. It glitched a couple of times but you, you get the idea. To call for democracy and commemorate victims of the bloody Tiananmen crackdown in Beijing. Where it is hunched where it is estimated that hundreds, perhaps thousands, died when the People's Liberation Army cracked down on protesters in Beijing. <laughs> so I'm about to sneak. And this is it became too ridiculous in my opinion. If I was a barrister defending these guys, I don't I don't think if they asked me to do it, but if I was there, I guarantee that would be that I will tell them why are you taking so long to delay it? <laughs> Because we talk on a verge, because we're talking about um, at th- at this moment, we're gonna be going on to the other news in a couple minutes. So, timeline fifty timeline fifty eight Hong Kong civil society. If you add the Hong Kong the um the ally the uh, hospital alliance came in, I forgot the name of it. Hong Kong the this total of fifty. It used to be fifty seven, and you put them together. Now it's only now it's about fifty eight, which is quite a lot actually. The Hong Kong Civil Society's group disbanded and followed the onset of the security law. <laughs> After Beijing's national security law for Hong Kong came into force, at least 58 organizations, including unions, churches, media groups, and political parties, have disbanded since 2021. first one came in around 2020. The trend accelerated in the second half of 2021, with the bastion of Hong Kong's pro-democracy movement crumbling within months. <laughs> Decade-old and newer activist groups, as well as unions, formed in the wake of the 2014 Umbrella Movement or during the 2019 protests, has folded. Many cities and many cited the inability to see a way forward in a current political climate. Last year, the chief executive, last year's chief executive Carrie Lam denied there was a crack that there was a crackdown on civil society. We respect. Should I do my voice, guys? We respect uh, civil society. Um, Hong Kong has large numbers of NGOs and think tanks and research agencies who are showing in their responsi- civic responsibilities in trying to improve Hong Kong's situation, she said. So let us that the issues of group disbanding were nothing to do with freedom. <laughs> then what does it mean, there, moron? First off, let's start off with the, the Hospital Authority Employees Alliance, which I did mention, which I did talk about on Monday. It was formed. It was formed around December. It was. It was founded in the wake of the 2019 unrest, announced on June 26 that its members had decided to dissolve the group during the extraordinary general meeting held on June 23rd. The group represented gum. Group representing government hospital staff cite pressure from all sides, saying it has faced political oppression and white terror. And white terror. Its former chairwoman Winnie Yu 
It's among the 47 pro-democracy figures who's running for the, uh, I think it was medical or health sector, who, fa- who may face up to life imprisonment over an alleged conspiracy to commit subversion under the, under the national security law. The Hospital Authority Employee Alliance will officially folded on June on June 30th, the second anniversary of the Beijing imposed national security law. As I'm talking right now, it has been disbanded just yesterday. Factwire, which was established between 2015 and June 2020, and it folded into in June 2022. By the way, the Hospital Authority Employee Alliance, I didn't finish, was established in December 2019 and it closed down in June 2022. On June 10, 2022, Factwire became the fourth major independent news platform to disband in under a year after Apple Daily, Stan News, Citizen News, Mad Dog Daily shuttered under the pre- under pressure. The crowdfunded bilingual investigative um, newswire did not state clearly why it was dissolving. The multi-award winning agency said it only time to end their journey. The final story is published touch on the finances of the um, of the incoming leader John Lee's family. He's not chief executive as I'm film, as I'm recording this. The CTU Education Foundation Limited, founded in 2002, and it shuttered in May 2022. The Education Foundation affiliated with the with the defunct pro democracy labor group, the Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions, announced on May 12, 2022, that it will disband following a members' vote citing political risk. Citizen News. It was formed in 2017, and it it closed down on the beginning of January 2022. Independent news outlet Citizen News halted operations on January 2, 2022, shortly after the authorities cracked down on fellow independent newsroom uh, Stan News. A statement cited the deteriorating media environment and said the decision was to protect the safety of its staff. Next up, Stan News. It was formed in 2014. A part of the umbrella movement, I, I should say. This and then it closed down in December, the end of December 2021. The nonprofit meet online media outlet Stat News ceased operations to delete all content hours after a police raid and seven arrests. Its two former chief editors were charged under the Cologne Era anti sedition law and both were denied bail by the by a national security judge. The Government Non-Civil Service Staff General Union, which was formed in 2020 and it shuttered and it closed down and it was disbanded in November 2021. The union announced it dissolved in August, saying the reason for it for disbanding was staff shortage and the organization rarely taken part in political events. They had organized a petition against the National Security Law jointly with four other unions before it enacted, according to Hong Kong One. Amnesty International Hong Kong. It was formed in 1982 with the onset of the other international. Um, I can't read today. And it was shuttered in 2021. Amnesty International was. Was this one probably one of the oldest one, at least oldest one in 1982? I don't know what the other organization is, even though Amnesty International have already been forming other groups already. The International Rights Group, 
announced it would close its Hong Kong chapter and move its regional office out of the city by the end of the year, citing safety concerns under the national security law. The Chinese University of Hong Kong Student Union is probably one of the oldest one ever. At least there are going to be more. And we'll get there. We'll get there. Nineteen seventy one. It was formed in nineteen seventy one, under the British um, colonial era, and it shuttered in October two thousand one. Most of these I've already talked about on my er, on my er parts already. The student union at at one of the city's top universities announced it would disband after fifty years in operation, citing increased difficulties following the administration's decision to separatize with it earlier this year. The general union. Of Hong Kong speech therapists formed in 2019 around the protest, and it was shuttered on October 2021. Of course, why not? The government revoked the registration of the speech therapist union on October 13th. Five of its former member union, uh, former union members, were charged of publishing seditious children's books about sheep. It's kind of ridiculous. It's like having it's like having the low lamb song or whatever on in America and you get arrested for that. And they're like, well America do arrest this kind of thing. I'm like, no, we don't. Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions formed nineteen ninety and it sh- and it closed down in September two thousand twenty one. The city's largest pro democracy coalition of trade unions disbanded after thirty one years, citing threats against its members. The decision came amid rumors propagated by Chinese-backed media that it would be the next target of the national security probe. The Hong Kong Alliance of Support Patriotic Democratic Movements of China, formed in the outskirts of the Tiananmen Square protests in 1989, and it, and it eventually disbanded in, in September 2021. An organization found to support the student-led protests in China up in 1989 Became a key pro democracy group in the city, organizing canonized vigils to commemorate the Tiananmen, Tiananmen massacre of that year, demand justice for victims, and call for an end to China's one-party rule. Members vote to disband after the refu- after its refusal to comply with the national security probe led to the leadership being arrested and charged with the and charged and the group's assets being frozen. Student politicism. May it was formed in May two thousand twenty. Still protesting at the time, I, I should say, and it was folded in September two thousand twenty one. The student activist group, which was organized, which organized pro democracy street booths and provided daily necessities to protesters in prison, announced it would disband it after three core members, ages between eighteen to twenty, were arrested under the security law and denied bail. Chiwan San constructive power. It was formed in the onset of the um, of the aftermath of the Umbrella Movement. I think it's the aftermath or beforehand. Um, two thousand fourteen, and it was folded in two thousand twenty one. A local pro democracy community group, f- founded by residents of the Wang Dai Sing area, af- after the um, twenty fourteen Umbrella Movement, announced on September two thousand twenty two it would shut down. The group was had one district council member, that's about it. Chun Sawan Community Establishment Power. It was formed in 2015 after the Umbrella Movement and it closed out in September 2021. 
Another community group founded in the wake of the 2014 Umbrella Movement announced on September 2022 it would disband. That's a lot of information. Wrap your head around that. China's Human Rights Lawyer Concern Group. It was formed in 2007 and it closed in September 2021. The organization founded by veteran Democrats Albert Ho was an advocacy and support in a support group for detained human rights lawyer in China and mainland China. It announced it had begun liquidation procedures after receiving a data request from the National Security Police about about its dealing with the alliance. Hong Kong Information Technolo- Technology Workers Union. It was founded in 2019 on the protest of Hong Kong, and, and it folded in September 2021. Whew. A trade union of IT workers founded during the 2019 pro-democracy protests and unrest. It cited growing waves of immigration from the city from, and, its disp- and its decision to disband it. Welfare. It was formed in 2020 and, it's, and, it, and eventually shut down in September 2021. So it's only been there for, for about a couple years. The Prison Support Group. Founded by former lawmaker Xiu Gajun, advocate for better conditions for detainees and coordinate letter-writing campaigns to protesters and activists behind bars. Groups folded after just nine months, which is probably one of the shortest one ever. Hong Kong's Professional Teachers Union, founded in 1973 and closed down September 2021. The city's largest teachers union against the um, Federation of um, Education Workers group it would disband after a after a fortnight of pressure, which saw the Education Bureau cutting all official ties with the group with groups hours after a Chinese media attack. The pro-democracy group, which represents over ninety percent of the of the Hong Kong educators, have provided a comprehensive network of discounted healthcare, legal, and travel services and shops for teachers. Community Community March. It was formed by former members of the Labour Party, Susan Wu. It was founded in 2017 and it, and it completely disbanded in September 2021. A grassroots pro-democracy group formed by a former La- Labour Party chairwoman, Susan Wu, to champion Labour's issues announced its, disband- its disbandment on September, on September 8th. She was later disqualified from her seat in Yaotimong District Councilor. Next up, Civic Passion. Civic Passion was founded in 2012 on the onset of the People's... It used to be um, a platform with the People's Power, and then eventually separated, and they ended up having their own organization. <laughs> and it closed down in September 2021. The only opposition at the time, the opposition party announced it was shut down, signing no way forward after its member, Chen Tai was, was ousted from his legislative seat following decision by an election vetting committee that he was not patriotic enough to serve. Hong Kong's Pastor Network. It was founded in 2019 during the protests, and it closed down September 2021. A group of Christian pastors who support the 2019 pro-democracy protest cited an increasingly dangerous climate and growing Pressure, uh, political pressure as well as the disbandment of other civil society groups as the reason to fold. 
612 Humanitarian Relief Fund. It was founded in the early days of the 20, 2019 protests in June, in June 2019, and it closed down to the October 2021. The fund was set up in the early days of the 2019 pro-democracy protests to provide financial support for medical and legal aid for injured or detained activists. It announced it would cease operation after a separate company would, which held the bank account, which is used to accept donations. The Alliance for True Democracy decided to close down. A national security probe has been launched into this fund's operation. Speaking of the Alliance for True Democracy, the Alliance for True Democracy Limited started in 2013 and it shut down in August of 2021. A coalition formed in, tw- in 2013 of 12 pro-democracy groups, it used to be 13 until the Democratic Party withdrawal, includes the majority of, of the city's opposition party. It was, f- it was founded to fight for, fi- for universal suffrage. The financial, the financial technology, technology personal services person, personal union, founded in 2020 and it ended in August 2021. A group of finance technology workers also disbanded, and that's really it. They didn't say much. The Civil Human Rights Front, founded in 2002, it was actually before the protests in 2003 against the Article 23. And it closed down in August 2021. As the largest coalition of pro-democracy groups, the Front has organized mass peaceful rallies annually on July 1st since 2002. And it was behind authorized and peaceful demonstrations during the 2019 pro-democracy protest. Its disbanded came after its convener, Figo Chan, was jailed over the unauthorized assembly in October 2019. Student Front Union formed in 2020 and, and it disbanded September 2021. The student group announced it was disbanding because it could not guarantee the safety of its members and the current political climate. The Silver Heritage Support Group formed in 2019 and it closed down August 2021. A group of elderly Hong Kongers which galvanized thousands to march and support young activists during the 2019 pro-democracy movement. Its, tr- its name translates to silver-haired, silver-haired but useful. Name silver-haired but useful. At least it's a good name though. Hong Kong Educator Alliance formed in 2019 and it closed down July 2021. Hong Kong's pharmaceutical and medical device industry employees general union formed in 2019 and closed down 2021. The union side increasing risk for the pro-democracy group and its limited capacity for its decisions to span. The Maritime Transport Services Industry Trade Union formed in 2020 and it ended in, two, in July 2021. The union similarly cited shortages of members and citing pres- increasing pressure and its decision to close down. The Democratic Alliance formed in 2001, former, um, it used to be a former of the League of Social Democrat, People's Power, and eventually became independent. And then it closed down in July 2021. So one of a few members to actually have two members only, two members in the Yulong District Council. The pro-democracy the group was also one of a few groups in Hong Kong which publicly support Taiwan. Act Force formed in 2014 and it closed down July 2021. 
Actroid was a pressure group of actorial workers formed during the 2014 Umbrella Movement. Civil Rights Observer, formed in 2014 and it closed down July 2021. Formed in the wake of the Umbrella Movement, of the 2014 Umbrella Movement, the group monitored authorities' human rights record. Umbrella Parents, 2014 to July 2021. Groups of older older people supporting young activists since 2014 since the 2014 Umbrella Movement announces this parent saying it saying that the world has changed. Hong Kong psychologists concerned 2015 to July 2021. The group has offered free anonymous counseling services to those affected by the 2019 pro-democracy protests and unrest. Financial conscience. 2015 to July 2021. The group of finance workers formed in the wake of the umbrella movement also disbanded. Hong Kong Shield formed in 2014 and it closed down to July 2021. A group of workers from the cultural sector was the first found was first founded during the 2014 umbrella movement and spoke out against violence towards protesters. Progressive Teachers Alliance, formed in 2014 and, and shuttered in July 2021. A teachers' concern group that grew out of the 2014 umbrella movement, the group, the group spoke out against textbook censorship and in support of student welfare. The Progressive Lawyers Group, formed in 2015 and closed out in July 2021. The group was, was made of Hong Kong lawyers dedicated to promoting a core values of rule of law, judicial independence, democracy, human rights, freedom, and justice. Next Media Trade Union, 2009 and July 2021. The union announced it would, dis would disband after its flagship newspaper, the pro-democracy Apple Daily, was forced to cease operations after two police raids in the, spa in the space of 10 months. The newspaper, the paper's founder and seven executives and writers were arrested and charged under the national security law with conspiracy to collude with foreign forces. Rice Post formed 2015 and closed down July 2021. Ignite Our Community 2015, 2019 and it closed down June 2021. The pro Alliance for District Council in the North Point and Fortress Hill neighborhood disbanded, signing growing numbers of counselors' resignation. Gov. Hong Kong, 2016, it formed in 2016 and closed down June 2021. The online poll platform provides statistics and analysis on various community issues. Medicines and Spires, 2015 to 20, uh, formed in 2015 and closed down June 2021. Sick formed by doctors and advocate for electoral reform. Frontline Doctors Union formed in 2022 and it shutters in June 2021. A pressure group of frontline doctors at public hospitals it disbanded after almost 20 years in operation. It's pretty sad. Neo Democrats formed in 2010 after separation from after separating from the Democratic Party and it and it disbanded in June 2021. The opposition party, which began an offshoot of the Democratic Party, signed the national security in its decision to disband. Ecclesia, Hong Kong, formed in 2014, and it closed down in June 2021. The church closing announcement warned that shifting red lines in Hong Kong may turn into a red net. Community shot, community sighting, formed in 2017, and it shuttered in June 2021. 
A local community group formed by Pro-Democracy Stockton District Council was disbanded in June. Apple Daily formed in 1995 and it shuttered in June 2021. The city's largest pro-democracy newspaper was forced to cease operation after its founder and seven ex-top executives and writers were arrested under the national security law for allegedly conspiring to collude foreign forces. Its last headlines announcing its closure reads, Hong Kong bid a painful farewell in the rain. Good Neighbors North District Church formed in 2014 and it shut down in May 2021. The church founded during the 2014 Umbrella Movement ceased operation in May. Team Andy Chuhoitik of New Territories West formed in 2016 and it, and it shut down in May 2021. The Democrats and former lawmaker announced from, bar, from behind bars that he was stepping down from politics. Chu faced six criminal charges, including one under the national security law. 18th District Court Liaison formed in 2020 in May 2021, and it was disbanded in May 2021. The group cited political uncertainty for its decision to disband. Post 852, it formed in 2013, and it was disbanded in May 2021. The independent media outlet formed by writer Yao Qingyun posted a message of hope as this announced its closure in coming days. Dawn will come. We will continue what we started. Hong Kong's civil assembly team formed in 2019 and closed out in March in 2021. Power of Democracy formed in 2002 and it shut down February 2021. That's a lot of groups. Holy cow. Union for New Civil Servants formed in 2020, formed in 2019 and it closed down in January 6, 2021. The union announced it would disband to protect the personal information of all its members. The, the announcement came on the same day that all civil servants were required to sign an oath of allegiance to the government. Kickstart One Die, formed 2019 during the, during the protest and district council election, and it was closed down in January 2021. The Pokemonsi political group based in Wantai District disbanded on the same day that the 53 opposition political figures were arrested on suspicion of conspiracy to incite subversion under national security law. Hong Kong's Christian Patriotic Democratic Movements, night formed in 1989, same time with the Hong Kong Alliance to support Patriotic Democratic Movements in China, and it was folded in January 2021. The group has commemorated the 1989 Tiananmen Massacre every four, every June 4th for over three decades. And it eventually got shut down for no reason whatsoever. I don't know why they shut down. And I don't know why the government keep on forcing them to shut down. It's insane that the government are doing this kind of thing. It's crap when this happens. And we were back after the break. And welcome back on the second half. So... Uh, we're, back, we're heading up to the Hong Kong 25. National Security Police searches homes of activist group members ahead of the July 1st anniversary. Hong Kong Se- Secure- National Security Police have searched the homes of six members of the League of Social Democrats, LSD, one of the last pro-democracy groups still active in Hong Kong, ahead of the 24th anniversary of the city's return to Chinese rule. LSD chairwoman Chan Po Ying 
said on Thursday that officers from the National Security um, Department had conducted a search of of her residence with a warrant the previous day. The force also also searched the residence of five other LSD members, Raphael Wong, Avery Avery, mm, Bo Jenkinching, Dixon Chow, and Yu Waipang. Chan, the wife of the jailed law, lawmaker, long-haired Long Walk Home, said police have not taken any objects from their home. The six LSD activists were taken to different police stations for, for a meeting, said during which they were warned not to hold any protest activities on July 1st when, the, when, the Hong, when Hong Kong marks its 25th years since its handover from Britain to China. The detail of the meeting could not be disclosed. Also, everyone is being followed and watched by the police, Chen said in a statement, which sucks. She added that the police have called in more than 10 LSD members and volunteers over the past two days, saying the group deeply regrets the move and which amounts to seeing the rights to petition peacefully as confronting a dangerous enemy. Hong Kong Free Press have reached out to the police for comments and confirmation. Former LSD chairman Avery Ng told Hong Kong Free Press on Thursday that he's being monitored by the authorities, with people he believed to be police officers stationed near his home. The LSD activist wrote on social media on Wednesday that he was in prison without, without detailing his condition. He later clarified that he was not under house arrest. Sorry, I'm in, I'm imprisoned, in original post read. Those who understand... Those who who understand would understand. And told people to relax to relax, saying he was fine in response to Hong Kong inquiries. Dex LSD chief said he and and some other members of the activists were on constant surveillance ahead of handover anniversary on Friday, but refused to disclose further information, saying he could not provide combat too much. It's obvious that right now in Hong Kong, basic personal freedom is not protected," said. Mm. Who was released from prison on October on April 30th after being sentenced to 14 months and 14 days behind bars on protest-related charges? Hong Kong is currently on high alert. As well, at the time of reading it, yesterday was was um, a little bit earlier, based on count, uh, based on time, time between us and Hong Kong. Anyway, as Chinese presentator, thank you, Chris Ch- Chris Chapel, Xi Jinping. Expected to visit for for the July first celebration and to swear in Chief Executive John Lee and his cabinet. Police said on Thursday, said on Tuesday that areas where she is set to stay, visit, and pass by would be sealed off as a core zero security zone, with roads, footbridges, and flyovers closed. Only accredited individuals and vehicles will be allowed to enter. The authorities also banned drones used anywhere in Hong Kong during the visit, while temporary restricted fly zones would be set up near Victoria Harbor and several other designated areas. The LSD on Tuesday that it would not hold any protests on the anniversary after some of its volunteers were called in to meet, to meet, um, calling to meet officers from the Police National Security Department. In response to Hong Kong's free press inquiries, police did not confirm whether such meetings were held. They said they would not come in different cases and the police operation were conducted on the basis of actual circumstances and according to the law. Like if, like if I'm surprised by that. They always they always say the same thing all the time. Peace in the against with the law. Whatever. 
You're doing it for your own self. That's it. That's how the government should. That's how the government does that. We're also mentioning one person who called himself "quote unquote" still Democrat. Governor Pfizer and Democrat at heart, Ronnie Tong, says political reform is still possible. Is it? Is it still possible? I want to know about that. As Hong Kong prepares for the 25th anniversary of the Hanover, officials have painted a peaceful and prosperous, uh, prosperous um, picture of the city. A great comeback following a tumultuous few years, which began with the 2019 protests and unrest, followed by the COVID-19 pandemic. For Ronnie Tong, who is who is about to begin his second term as executive counselor, the outlook for the city and and for a more democratic form of government still look promising. Easter Hammond says that for him, he says it. Over the next 25 years provided, the issue of sovereignty is accepted in Hong Kong and the nation is no longer under threat. I see no reason why Hong Kong cannot revisit the issue of political reform, Tong told Hong Kong Free Press. Tong qualified as a barrister in Hong Kong in 1975 and entered politics on the post-colonial era as a pro-democracy lawmaker in 2004. In 2015, he found a centrist think tank and political group Path for Democracy before becoming a member of the Executive Council, a top-tier team of government advisors in 2017. After 2019, People say the pendulum has swung a little bit to the extreme, and I think that is understandable. I would hope to see a pendulum swing back a little bit towards the middle in the next five next five to ten years, he said. The idea of political reform in Hong Kong, in Hong Kong emerged from promises of greater, of greater democracy and a form of the universal suffrage for the chief executive and legislative council, legislative election, as they in the basic law. That's what we thought. The, la- the last Hong Kong debated political reform was in 2014, when the pro-democracy camp called for civic nominations in, in the 2017 chief executive race, meaning all eligible voters will have a right to nominate a candidate. On, on August 31st that year, Beijing announced that the only individual approved by the nominating committee would be allowed to run. The decision was not really received by Hong Kong, sparking the 79 days on Brown movement in which people peacefully occupied major thoroughfares, demanding what they are they call genuine universal suffrage. Tons of the problem with previous attempts to push through political reform was that people had the wrong mindset. The issue underlying difficulties of political reform is that people have no respect or regards for the fact that Hong Kong is under the sovereignty of China as a nation. In other words, some people advocate political political reforms wanting to make Hong Kong an independent territory. And that is an contrary to the return of sovereignty of Hong Kong to China, he said. According to Tong, a new crop of leaders from the pan-democrats who respected and accepted Chinese sovereignty of Hong Kong needed to take political reform one step further, otherwise... Otherwise, he said, any political reform would be meaningless. When I asked whether that the realistic as authorities, as authorities have essentially cracked down on the opposition, Tong said the crackdown will only target lawbreakers, especially those 
who would pose as a threat to national security. How about the how about the primary? I want to know about that. Is the primary illegal then? He said it wasn't illegal. Around that time, as many people have already been arrested for no reason. So what do you expect for me to say? They already imposed that kind of rule already. Around that time of the overhaul, 47 pro-democracy activists were charged with conspiracy to commit subversion for taking part in a primary election, which I don't even I don't even expect it to be illegal. I expect it to people to say because if you if you put in a primary, this is like the party that you this is what the DEB and other parties have been doing for almost a long time. They did it. They did the primary before. If you accept the one country two system and you're not posing a threat to the national security, why should you be why why should you be uh, arrested simply because you're advocating po- uh, because you're advocating political reform? I can't see I can't see that happening, Tom said, and there's no factual basis to suggest that it would be the case. Your colleagues, your former colleagues, need to be arrested, bud. Hong Kong's incoming chief executive John Lee had already said that political reform would not be a priority for the administration. Tong, who served as an advisor to Lee, said that it was that was not a wrong approach. Because of the pandemic, Lee has a very little little time to form a government. Because of the because of 2019, Hong Kong is in a recovery mode, and so what he sees to be a top priority is to get Hong Kong back to to even keel, so that. So that he would he could start start restart our economic activities and try to mend the rift in the community by concentrating on economic development. I don't see that being a wrong approach. I see that as a realistic approach. He said, exactly when discussion about the political reform could could be revived. Tong said, depends on how quickly Hong Kong people were able to recover from the difficulties of twenty nineteen. While Lee set political reform aside, enacting Article 23 is expected to be his among top priorities. The incoming leader said as much as during this election campaign calling the passing of the local security law on constitutional duty a constitutional duty. Article 20 and an attempt of that before in 2003 failed after more than half a million people took to the streets and peacefully protest with pro-democracy camp voting concerns over its overarching power and potential damage to freedom. One of the key organizers behind the march of the Article 23 Concern Group formed by Tong and other pro-Democrats. Ever since the authorities were forced to shove it almost 20 years, reviving the bill has become central for success of chief executives, although none has moved to relaunch the continuous legislation. Even Donald Jung didn't even do that. When asked if Lee proposed plans to reintroduce Article 23 as a contrary with his goal of mending rape in society, Tom questioned why would that be the case? Why should it be the reason to enlarge any divide within this community? People need to understand that security is important is a point issue, particularly after 2019, he said. He had the more controversial issue had been has been taken care of by the national security law. In contrast, the scope of Article Twenty Three would be less, would be relatively less controversial. What we're talking about is treason. I don't see any reason why it should be a controversial issue. Treason is something every country is concerned about, Tong said. 
Here's the thing: if you betray the country, then that's treason. We didn't. Many Hong Kong pro Democrats did not betray anybody. We then have national secrets, which could be controversial. But I think if they are properly dealt with, people could understand that national national secrets are necessary to preserve national security. But proper consultation. Tong said he believes that the public would be willing to discuss such difficult and sensitive issues reasonably. In 2017, before he was appointed as executive counselor, Tong told Hong Kong Free Press that he still considers himself as a pan-democrat, despite leaving the, pan- the pro-democracy civic party in 2015. Tong co-founded the group in, tw- in 2006 with with others, including fellow barrister Alan Lung, Andrew Yu, and Margaret M. Five years later, Tong stuck it, stuck, struck a similar tone. I'm still a Democrat at heart, in the sense that I believe that ultimately, democratization of Hong Kong would, be, would do Hong Kong good, but not the expenses of national security. I'm not saying no national security, since right now there's no protest or anything, should we go back to, pro- to doing pro-democracy stuff again? I don't know. What's the point of having democracy if the whole system is dismantled? And Hong Kong's become very unstable and even a violent place. Here's the thing about us. We never advocate independence. People like me never advocate independence. Not once. Tone said the 2019 protests the 2019 protests were a setback for the for the democracy movement, dragging Hong Kong back to the starting point. He stressed, he again stressed the need for a new batch, for a new batch of opposition leaders to achieve a realistic realistic level where Hong Kong Hong Kong reform can be consi- reconsidered. Tong added, having one non-establishment figures in the current legislature was not satisfactory. He said he hopes when dust when the dust settles to see more diverse voice going into politics and contributing towards success of Hong Kong. So people would say, well, how about the um, how about how about the I don't know how about the livelihood issues? I know some people would say, well, how about livelihood issues? Then we'll talk about that. I get. We don't want to talk about democracy. Some people don't want to talk about democracy. And I get that. Because it doesn't help with the livelihood. Some people say, oh, it doesn't help. Mostly it does. Because it gives the people like us to have a voice on society. For us to speak up why do we want this and want that. Without democracy, we won't have that kind of voice anymore. Disagree or not, it doesn't matter. Because we live in a society where everything has to be on our own of what the people will. It's not up to it's not up to the government's will, it's up to the people's will. And my freaking thing's completely destroyed. Isn't that cool? Let's see if I can try to get this thing back up again. And of course and I'm back normal. Great, yay. Anyway. Let's see what we can talk about. There's there's plenty of stuff we gotta talk about. There's plenty but I don't know which one is so many to talk about. <laughs> Why not talk about Xi Jinping, shall we? Xi Jinping arrives in Hong Kong for July for the July first celebrations, makes first visit to the city since 2017. <laughs> Chinese leader Xi Jinping has vis- has arrived 
in Hong Kong to mark the 20th, to mark the city's 25th anniversary of its handover from Britain to China. <laughs> the train carrying Xi and his wife, Peng Liyuan, pulled into West Kowloon Station on Thursday, greeted by the chance of welcome, welcome, warmly welcome by revelers waving national and Hong Kong flags. Barrels hung from the ceiling and held up by attendees read warmly welcome Chinese President Xi Jinping to celebrate Hong Kong's 25th Hanover anniversary and the inauguration of the sixth-term Hong Kong Legis- Hong Kong Special Minister of Regents Government. <laughs> Outgoing Chief Executive Carrie Lam greeted the leader alongside him along, along the red carpet as they waved and nodded to guests. Chief Executive-elect former Chief Executive Lun Chun Ying, Legislative Council Chairperson Andrew Lung, Executive Council Bernard Convenient Bernard Chan were among the officials in the attendance at the station. A brass band pay, played a marching tunes while the welcome chants continued. <laughs> the visit marks the first time that the Chinese leader has set foot outside of mainland China since the COVID-19 pandemic begins. Standing before a podium in the station, she said he's very extremely happy to be visiting Hong Kong again after his last visit five years ago. <laughs> That's the only thing he could ever visit in his once. And then in this five years, I have been concerned about Hong Kong and missing Hong Kong. <laughs> about concerned about and missing Hong Kong, she said. Recently, Hong Kong has withstood serious tests and overcome risk and challenges one after another. Following the storms, Hong Kong was reborn fully showing the strong uh, vitality of the one country, two system framework, he said. The framework, he added, ensures Hong Kong long-term prosperity and stability. <laughs> as long as we unswervingly adhere to one country, two system, Hong Kong future will be more beautiful, will, will only be more beautiful, he added. The day lead up to his visit were peppered with uncertainty over the over whether she would physically come to Hong Kong. The government said only he would attend the celebration, but not confirm whether he would come in person or not. She is expected to meet government officials, including the current and incoming principal officials and executive council member, <laughs> at the convention and exhibition center at Wan Tai. He will then reportedly tour Science Park in Satin, which is closed up earlier on Thursday to accommodate his visit. <laughs> According to RTHK, police officers were deployed to um, Science Park where the cordons and, and barricades has been set up to guard entrances and exits. Some officers patrolled the areas on bicycles. A dinner banquet expected to be held at the government's house where the chief executive Carrie Lam lives was cancelled due to COVID-19, since our report. A Hong Kong government statement said Lee and senior government officials would attend a flag-raising ceremony to celebrate the Hanover on Friday. It did not mention whether she would attend. And I saw the live stream, he did not attend there. <laughs> Local media had reported that she will not stay in the city overnight, and instead will take a hybrid way to neighboring Shenzhen before running to Hong Kong tomorrow. <laughs> Hong Kong police ramped up security ahead of Xi's visit, expected visit, with officers deployed at standby outside the Convention and Exhibition Center and, and, West Cal- and also the West Kowloon Station. 
This center MTR station will be also sh will also be shut down on Thursday and Friday while the over 50 bus route terminate at or passing through the area will be diverted. <laughs> Police will provide a motorcade escort and personal protection for Xi. The force was was duty bound to ensure Chinese leader, ensure Chinese leader personal safety and security assistant commissioner of police operation Lei Kumho said on Tuesday. <laughs> you think I'm just surprised whatsoever? Why am I not surprised? Because I'm not surprised what's so freaking ever. There's too many things I'm gonna read. Hopefully I can try to read it all. I don't think I will, but because there's too many of them that I had to read. Taiwan's premier said Hong Kong freedom and democracy had vanished. <laughs> freedom and democracy had disappeared in Hong Kong. This is what's according to Ch Taiwan's premier said Friday as Chinese leader Xi Jinping visited the business hub to celebrate the 25th anniversary of its handover from, from Britain. Xi used the rare trip to hail China's rule over the city and insist it's flourishing after, its, after a years-long political crackdown and has silenced distance. One only has to, has to see the pain that the Hong Kongers are going through to know whether Hong Kong is doing better or worse. <laughs> this was according to Premier um, Su Chen Chang, told reporters in, in Taipei. It has only been 25 years, and in the past, promise was 15 years and no change. He said, reference Beijing's promise that Hong Kong could maintain key freedoms until 2047. The dancing will go on and the horse will still run has disappeared. And even freedom and democracy has vanished, he added, using a quote by former Chinese leader Deng Xiaoping, promising Hong Kongers that life will not change after the handover. The Communist Party of China, the Communist Party has never ruled Taiwan, but considered the damn island, the darn island, as part of its territories, and have vowed to what they to seize it by force is necessary, which I don't think is possible. It has offered Taiwan a one country, two system governance model similar to Hong Kong that would supposedly allow it to keep some freedoms and autonomy. <laughs> the offer was widely rejected across the Taiwan political spectrum, and the suppression of Hong Kong's freedoms by Beijing had further reinforced that sentiment. <laughs> Su said Taiwan must hold fast to its own sovereignty, freedom, and democracy. China's so-called one country, two systems simply has not stood up to the test, he said. You think people like us will be that? You think Hong Kong people are that? F you think the Taiwanese people are that fool to even believe in this kind of crap? <laughs> Hong Kong's 25 years arrangement for Hanover anniversary chaotic, some lawmakers say. Some lawmakers invited to the Hong Kong 25th anniversary Hanover celebration, which Chinese leader Xi Jinping is expected to attend, have complained that the risk by that the arrangement. <laughs> which include checking into hotels beforehand to minimize COVID-19 risk, were disorganized in the end last minute. Speaking on an NRTHK program on Thursday morning, lawmaker Kingsley Wong says some members of the Hong Kong Federation Trade Unions, the pro-Beijing party, which he chairs, only received their, their invitation on Monday. <laughs> the delays means they would not be able to attend since they have missed a closed-loop arrangement that required guests to memorize public activities and check into hotels ahead of time, he added. There is some chaos in areas where the arrangements are not quite smooth, Wong said. Lawmakers Edward Lung, 
said on a on the same radio show that one of his colleagues invited to the celebration has asked to take part in a closed loop arrangement, including da- ch- taking daily daily COVID nineteen tests, ha- but had only received instruction about checking into the hotel that morning. <laughs> My colleagues thought they had forgotten about Lunson. Hong Kong will mark its 25th anniversary on its return to China on Friday. Then coming Chief Executive John Lee, who had won the small circle election in May as, as the only candidate will be inaugurated as the city's next leader the same day. <laughs> Chinese leader Xi Jinping is expected to visit, visit Hong Kong on Thursday and Friday, but will reportedly not stay in the cities overnight taking the high-speed railway to neighboring Shenzhen for the night instead. <laughs> Lawmakers, top political figures, and other attendees have been subject to strict arrangement, including daily COVID-19 tests and hotel stays. Chief Executive Carrie Lam was fired on Monday to check into the Grand Hyatt Hotel adjacent to the Convention and Exhibition Center, where an event will be held. <laughs> In the last week, attendees were asked to only <laughs> move point-to-point between their homes and their office. For example, the government has restricted media outlets coverage of the Hanover event, with journalists from at least seven local and international media organizations that were initially invited to report on the event were barred for security reasons. <laughs> Police have begun suing off-roads ahead of, the she- of Xi's expected visit, with ramped up security outside the convention center and Wanda in West Kowloon Station, where she will reportedly arrive via high-speed rail. Police will provide a motorcade escort and personal protection for Xi. The force was duty-bound to ensure Chinese leader personal safety and security assistant commissioner of police operation Lloyd Gomho said on Tuesday. Our THK reported that around 100 police officers were seen being briefed outside the West Kowloon station on Thursday morning. Some were also stationed on nearby footbridges. A welcome ceremony will be held at the stations at 2.30 p.m., RTHK reported. Citing state-run media, according to Sing Tao, a dinner banquet planned for Thursday night at the government's house of the res- official residence of the chief Carrie Lam, whose term end on July 1st, was canceled due to COVID-19. A statement a government statement released at noon on t- on Thursday that said only that Lee and senior government officials would attend a flag raising ceremony to celebrate Hong Kong's 25th Hanover anniversary on Friday. It did not mention Xi as well. <laughs> the daily flag raising ceremony, which normally opens to the public, would be closed off on Friday. I don't know why. Hong Kong is currently experiencing a stormy weather with typhoon signal number one and fourth. The, the Hong Kong Observatory said it would consider raising the signal to number three on Thursday night. Um, there's too many things going on, so we're gonna go to the, I guess we're gonna go to the end uh, for now. At least for now, I think for a couple weeks. I think for a couple weeks. In a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll and I think next week or so, we'll probably report more on it. Hong Kong's 25th, Chinese Xi Jinping inaugurates John Lee as leader and amidst high security and media restrictions. Chinese Xi Jinping inaugurated John Lee as Hong Kong's new chief executive on Friday. That's a, yesterday was Friday for them, not for us. Marking the 25th anniversary of the city's handover from Britain to China amidst high security and media restrictions. 
She arrived by by express rail link for the second day running as he did not stay overnight, reportedly over COVID-19 concerns. <laughs> Ex-police officer Lee was sworn in at, at the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Center before his cabinet and as well as executive council member took the oath. Rural will close around Wan Dai during the T3 level typhoon and the building was surrounded with 2 meters water barriers and police. Wearing a red patterned tie and a face and a white face mask with a number twenty five printed on it, Lee was sworn in. Was sworn in around around ten fifteen a.m. After he took his oath in Mandarin from Xi, the pair posed for a picture side by side before high ranking officials of, the, of Lee's administration took their pledges. In his longer speech, Lee said he took on the role as Hong Kong's chief executive. With humility. Oh, really? He thanked the central government for its support and citizens for their trust, saying he would lead his team to do the best in building an inclusive and energetic Hong Kong. He went on to say Hong Kong was made an outstanding achievement over the past 25 years, including being ranked the world's top freest economy and having five local universities being ranked amongst, amongst the global top 100. Hong Kong also faces a lot of challenges, the new leader said. Aside the global financial crisis, the 2014 pro-democracy umbrella movement, the 2016 Mong Kok unrest, the 2019 insur- so-called insur- insurrection and foreign forces interfering the sea, as well as the COVID-19 pandemic. <clears throat> Lee was security minister when the large-scale protests and unrest erupted in 2019, sparked by the now-extradition ex- amendment bill. Thanks to the full support of the central authorities, the um, fidelity and <clears throat> and strength of the one country two system principle, Hong <laughs> Kong succeeded to overcome each and every challenges and move forward to a new scale to scale to new heights. Lee said, "The enforcement of the national security law allowed Hong Kong to return to order from chaos, while the electoral overhaul passed in May." Last year, allowed Hong Kong to implement Patriot ruling Hong Kong. The six four year old said that in coming five years, he would see the outcome as a goal and improve the administration's governance. With a reform spirit, he pledged to set up actions groups. He pledged to set up action groups to increase housing supply and control the pandemic. We shall make good use about this course power to tell a government. To tell a good Hong Kong story and tell him the achievements and the real truth about the success of Hong Kong, he said. Known for his hardline approach against the pro democracy movement, he also oversaw the implementation of the Beijing National Security Law in 2020. Lee is also a former officer from the, from the government's security branch to lead the post colonial Hong Kong. Hong Kong effectively barred several local and international media outlets from the inauguration, including Nikkei, Getty, and Hong Kong Free Press, while as many others mainstream outlets faced restrictions and rejected applications to send journalists. She delivered a 32-minute speech after Lee, urging Hong Kong to accurately put a policy of one country system into practice, all residents respecting and safeguarding the fundamental system of the countries conscientiously. <laughs> That's what they thought. The city must and also ensured the full sovereignty of Beijing and the special administrative region high degree of autonomy aligned with others. 
Only by doing so will Hong Kong be governed well, he said. He went on to say that Hong Kong must implement patriot ruling Hong Kong, with, power, with political power lying only in the hands of those who love the country. As a worldwide political doctrine, no country or region will allow its people to be unpatriotic or even treasonous, he said, he claimed. Hong Kong may, must be must also maintain its unique position and advantages, she said, including consolidating its role as a financial, aviation, and trading hub, adding that the city will make a major contribution to the historical process of realizing the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation. Hong Kong must proactively complement the national 14-year, 5-year plan, the infrastructure development in the Greater Bay Area and the Belt and Road Initiative, he added. You think I care about the Belt and Road Initiative? Hong Kong should improve its governance by attracting resolutely patriotic talent and those with outstanding governing skills, the Chinese leader said. The new administration should establish a new ambience that dared to take responsibility and do good deeds. The new government should elevate livelihood issues, ensure homes are more spacious, and offer Hong Kong opportunities to launch business and better educate their and better educate their children. He said, "Hong Kong must lead changes to deeply understand China's development and enhance national enhance national pride and ensures a sense of being a protagonist." West Kowloon Station remained barricaded with a heavy police presence on Friday morning as Chinese leaders arrived. Key roads remained closed across the city as the pedestrians would divert away from the footbridge. Police asked journalists at the scene to register their ID cards, numbers, and their press credential. Officers from the public from the uh, police public relations branch also searched their bags and took away umbrellas, which they said would return to journalists later. If it's raining, we're not going to cover ourselves. Members of the press at the scene were asked to share dozens of umbrellas provided by the police during the T3 level typhoon. The new, the new chief executive launched new accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Weibo on Friday morning. Lee posted a photo showing Hong Kong's skyline and Victoria Harbor with line reading, Start a new chapter for Hong Kong. He said he would share a daily work and life with the public and hope to facilitate interaction with the citizen. <laughs> he also shared a photo of him and his wife, Janet Lee, thanking her for taking care of everything and looking after the family, which allowed him to take on the city's top job with no worries. As of 9 a.m. on Friday, Lee has about 1,209 followers on Facebook, 456 followers on, on Instagram, and 88,000 fans on the Chinese microblogging site Weibo. Lee became the, the city's lead after being selected by a small circle of police in May, following the one-horse race for the top job. And on July 1st, Hong Kong authorities already took action to ensure this year's celebration would not, would not be met with protests. On Wednesday, the League of Social Democrat, LSD, one of the Hong Kong's last standing opposition group, announced they would not hold any demonstrations on on the 25th anniversary of the city's handover after some of volunteers were summoned for meeting by the National Security Police. It was the first time in years that the LSD did not stage a protest in July 1st, traditionally a day of protest and fundraising for civil society groups. However, around 7 a.m., the Social Democrat Avery started a live stream on social media after, saying, after he said he could not go out on July 1st. You can't be serious. Come on. I was on his live stream before. 
He was among six LSD members who said their homes were searched by the National Security Police before they were taken to the police station for a meeting on Wednesday, where officers warned them not to organize protests. He described his condition as being a de facto confinement in the live stream, and that he could only be released after Chinese Xi, leader Xi left Hong Kong. He told Gulfy Press on, thir- on Thursday that he and other LSD member were under constant surveillance ahead of the celebration, but added that he was not under house arrest. Last year, the group marched in four-person demonstration in Wanda toward the flag-raising venue. Beijing's heavyweight, Radar Fan, later commented on the news saying that people sh- should just celebrate the important anniversary quietly and happily. No, I'm, I will not. On Thursday, Tom Yuchong, Hong Kong's sole delegate to China's top legislative body, said he tested positive with COVID-19, local media reported. He's not seen at the West Kowloon stations on Wednesday afternoon, the first time she left Hong Kong since the onset of the pandemic. That's a lot of news, holy cow. Secretary for Constitution and Mainland Affairs Eric Dung and Director of Chief Executive Office Eric Chan also contracted COVID-19 last week. According to footage provided by the Information Security Department, Chen, the designated chief secretary of Lee's administration, was present when she met with a representative from various sectors on Thursday afternoon. But Dunn was not spotted on the scene. Both officials were sworn in in person on Friday. All guests and all officials and guests attending the Friday Friday 24th and 25th anniversary Hanover celebration and the inauguration ceremony were subjected to a closed loop arrangement, taking da- including taking daily COVID-19 tests. They were also required to undergo quarantine at the designated hotel. On the first day of his visit, she met with the former leader Carrie Lam. He praised Lam for carrying out her constitutional duties as, as chief executive, while it was firmly implementing one country, two system and the basic law, according to state-run newswire Xinhua. She also acknowledged she also said Lam had implemented the Patriot Rule Hong Kong Principle and done a lot of tough work on helping Hong Kong restore from chaos to order, adding that Beijing is fully acknowledged her work during the five-year term, five-year tenure. She said he hoped Lam would continue to support Lam, uh, Lee and his new administration. The state leader also met with another former chief executive, Lun Chenying, who is now the vice chairperson who is now vice chairman for China's top political advisory body. She complimented Lun's invaluable contribution for Hong Kong's prosperity. <laughs> she also inspected the science park in Satyang, according to the government statement. Then she addressed in more than 30 representatives of Hong Kong's uh, scientific researchers and young entrepreneurs and encouraged them to make a great contribution to show his care for Hong Kong's youth in particular. She concluded his visit to Hong Kong at around 1 p.m. when he and his wife were sent off by Hong Kong's leader and his partner, as well as Chief Exec- ex-Chief Executive Carrie Lam at West Kowloon Station. Twelve officials were also present to bid farewell to the Chinese leader. Dozens of primary schools and other personnel invited to the station waited for 40, over 40 minutes for she and his wife. The crowd waved for be- uh, bouquets and flag to be to patriot tunes. They chanted, "Welcome again, welcome to come again, goodbye, present." As she clapped and nodded and smiled. So that's what that's so that's all the news about the 25th anniversary. Since we could focus on the 25th anniversary, we will focus on our news in the coming next week. Thank you for tuning in, guys, and we will talk more of next week. This is Team Cal, my radio signing out.
đạp đầy sông núi anh em ta đạp đầy sông núi quyết bảo vệ sáng sáng ta thể chết cho quê hương My radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. And host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs>